But then when we hear that and follow that and walk through that gate that the shepherd holds open is when we begin to move into the greater freedom. And now we're on a journey. And we just keep following that voice. That's all we have to do. But you see, we often have a challenge with that because we've had so many experiences where we've been hurt, where we've learned not to trust, where we hold on. And you guys keep talking about surrender, be open, be vulnerable. Oh my God, that's so risky. I've been hurt so many times. I've learned not to trust people. What if you guys are liars and frauds and are trying to take advantage of me? Those are the things that are going to come up inside that we're going to have to look at, to work with, to find our way through so we can learn once again to come back into that place of openness and vulnerability and trust. It's a journey we all have to walk. And it's a journey that is okay to take gradually with baby steps, little by little, where we learn to trust Learn to be open again. Learn to be vulnerable little by little. And over time, through our experience, we'll find how that will work for ourselves. And it often is good to be cautious. It is often good to take our time. If anything, by doing it that way, then our steps are more sure, they're more solid. We walk on more stable ground and not on shaky ground. And the nice thing when we do that, we begin to have the greater experience of that greater trust, of that greater surrender or vulnerability that we're willing to surrender, to truly let go of all things so that all that's left is that oneness of spirit because it is a journey into the oneness But in that oneness, we've got to be willing to give up all things. And that's the challenge. That's the struggle. But the funny thing is, when you get to that place where not only are you willing, but you do give up all things, and you move into that oneness and freedom, all of a sudden, you get all things. You get it all. But the difference is, you no longer need it. You no longer are attached to it. You no longer have to have it because some part of you believes that you have to have it for your security, your stability. You think you can't do without it. But once you find you can do without it, there's a day you realize a greater freedom. And then in truth, that in God all things are fulfilled. I didn't say in God all things are possible. I said in God all things are fulfilled. And the possibilities are endless, whatever they may be. And we need to realize this is really a spiritual journey done inside. And truly, it does not matter what your physical experiences are. There is no spiritual, physical purpose. It's all spiritual. It does not matter what you do or say or think or feel in this world. 
with God, all things are possible. So we're going to have all these different thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions in the world. We're going to say and think all kinds of things. And do all kinds of things. But the spiritual journey is the one inside. Where the one who we are is simply experiencing, observing the experience of all that's taking place through the mind, the emotions, and the body. That's the one who's truly living. That's the one who's having the experience. And all we want to do is come back to that one inside that is experiencing. That's what this journey is in meditation. We're coming back to that, coming in and up to that oneness. That's the truth of where the freedom is. Funny thing is, it's who you are. You've always been free in that. Such a strange experience until we wake up and realize and know that oneness once again. So take the time. Start to give greater value and emphasis once again to that inner radiant form. That's the connection. That's the relationship. When we do the initiation, yeah, there's this physical action we do, placing our hands on your head, sharing the names of God with you, because it is bringing that spiritual essence into the physical consciousness. Why? Because the soul is in this physical consciousness. So we want to bring the spirit into and through every level, including the physical. So we do a physical initiation to make that connection spiritually through every realm of creation so that the soul can receive here and begin to work itself free of the physical karmas as well as the karmas through the other realms. So we need that bond, that connection through every single level. That's why we have the sharings like today, to continue that connection, to continue that relationship of loving. Because in that relationship of loving is how we come to know that greater truth and how we do awaken. And it's no different just as we here physically can have a wonderful, loving relationship. It is the same on the other levels. And you know that if you've had any inner experience, including dreams during the day, in meditation, doesn't matter when, if you've had any inner experience, you know that. And you will know the true radiant form. And I say true because there's a lot of facades and reflections that will pretend to be the radiant form. But you will know the true form by the loving. Look, listen, and feel, and you will know the loving. There's a deep sacredness in that relationship. So if and when you have that inner experience, whether it be a dream or meditation or whatever, look for that sacredness, and that is how you will know that that is the true radiant form of God's loving. And in that knowing, you won't fall for the games of the great deceiver. 
You'll see the games, believe me. If you haven't already discovered as you meditate more, you notice you start to recognize more the games in the world that people run, including ourselves, but other people as well. Yeah, it's because we're waking up. We're waking up to all the facades, the illusions, the games. Because that's what light does. The light brings awareness to see, to know. That's how we learn the lessons of being a good disciple, right? But it's through seeking and following that light and sound that does bring us to the greater awakening and knowing, which is the fulfillment of the lessons. So don't look to the lesson. Look to the loving. And the loving will reveal all of it. It's funny because when you really do this and follow this, you'll find there's no need to even look for the psychic answers, the psychic direction, because that radiant form will lead you and give you everything you need from every level of consciousness. You won't even have to know what it is you need. And in the moment, it'll be supplied and given. Jim or I often don't even know right in the moment. And then all of a sudden it's right there. And all of a sudden it's fulfilled. I always like to say, I'm never surprised anymore, but I'm always in awe or inspired because it is so amazing and wonderful how spirit does provide, does support, does give us exactly what we need. And it's God who really knows what we need, regardless of what we think or say or feel. How many times have you gotten what you don't want? Or have gotten what you do want by letting go of something else? So we'll see it in a lot of our experience as it's reflected into the world. So as we learn to see and recognize the inner form, as we wake up to that more, in that greater wakefulness, we'll also recognize and see more of the truth of spirit as it's expressed in the world and also the illusion, the reflective process, good or bad. We're going to see it all. We're going to learn it all. And let it be okay. Just remember, the negative experiences are simply that one step back, we're going out on the branch to have the experience, to learn the lesson. And as we keep meditating, we come right back on in and lift up to another level then just simply go back out onto another branch, more experience, more learning, back into the middle and up. That's all it is. It's a simple journey. Just don't get lost or bogged down in all the details. That's why we keep sharing the simplicity and why I'm spending the time today to emphasize the importance of keep coming back to that radiant form right here at the seat of the soul and just riding on up that purple light or however it appears on up the trunk till you rise to the top in the tree and awaken and once again really know that truth of who you are is that soul star and how God's been supporting you all along through that radiant form and then beyond the radiant form and into the beingness where you really begin to wake up and know the greater truth of the oneness now beyond the form into the formless. 
there's a good chance that throughout your life you've been aware of this movement of loving that is the radiant form, guiding you, protecting you, directing you, giving you insight or understanding, even before you ever heard about the spiritual path or meditation or initiation. Because the true radiant form, which is the Holy Spirit, is ever with the soul. It is the Holy Spirit that created soul. And it is the Holy Spirit that has gone with the soul throughout all of its experience, throughout all of its great adventures, throughout all the universes, even down in this universe of time and space. It is ever with it. It is just that the soul sometimes loses sight of its companion, of its partner in the journey. But in this lifetime, if you have been drawn into initiation, into the inner pathway of meditation, such as this one, more than likely you can look back and see where at times that presence of the Holy Spirit in the form of the radiant form has been there for you, nudging you, pushing you, reminding you, you know, go here, no, don't go there, go here. Do this, don't do that, do this. Let go of that, it's over, let go. Move forward. Or whatever it might be. It may have been a sense of something stirring inside of you, which you might have called your conscience, that ever kept pulling you to do things better or different for yourself and for those around you. It may have been a dream that came to you and began to give you a different sense of direction or motivation to go. It may have even been a person in the world who came up to you and said something, shared something with you that all of a sudden just changed your life, changed your direction, changed your motivation because of something that they said. Well, the Holy Spirit will use whatever it has to use to assist the soul in its journey. It will use something in the world. It will use something inside yourself, your guilt, or whatever, to begin to bring you into a different place of centeredness, of forgiving, of loving, whatever it might be. Those are more indirect experiences of the radiant form or the Holy Spirit or the movement of God's loving in your life that you may have experienced in your childhood on up into today. But once we are initiated, we have access to a more direct experience of that Holy Spirit. No longer is it intuition, a nudge, a word from outside. It is truly something that we begin to experience inside, a movement, an action, <coughs> by seeing that inner light, the light of our own soul, by hearing the inner sound, that still small voice of God, we begin to experience that radiant form directly. And that's one thing that we have really emphasized on this pathway within Inner Light Ministries. We have asked you not to focus on the outer form of the teacher, 
not to focus into the physical realities, but rather to focus on the inner and to begin developing a relationship one-on-one with you and God. And that Holy Spirit stands there present with you to ever assist you in doing just that. Because the Holy Spirit is God, assisting you in your action of awakening, in your action of merging back into oneness with God. And as an initiate, as you sit down to meditate, you are giving access for the Holy Spirit to come into you and to assist you in your journey. You're giving permission for God to participate with you directly now, not indirectly through all these other ways, avenues of being with you, but a direct way. And that's why we ask you to develop a direct relationship with God. One-on-one. Now that does mean that in your meditation then, you've got to get it down to real simple elements. It's not about the mind and all its make-believe and all its want and all that it goes on with or the emotions or the imagination or the body. It's not about the psychic and the development of powers and gifts. It's not about the ego and its want in the world for success and fame and glory and identification of the self-ego. It is about one simple thing, the soul waking up. The soul has been trapped in this physical consciousness, in these physical realms, for however long it's been trapped. And the only way it got trapped is it got caught up in a downward and outward focus. And it identified itself with the outer. And it believed itself to be a part of the outer. Now the journey has shifted. The direction has changed. And it's inward and upward. Away from all these complexities and illusions. And into the very simple, which is loving. Because that's all the soul is, is loving. And in order to know your soul, you want to become loving. And how do you know when you're connected to your soul? Because the loving is present. And it means that you are rising above all the elements of this physical creation that has held you in bondage for so long. So if you don't see the radiant form, and if you don't hear the inner sounds, and if you don't see the light of your own soul, maybe maybe you can begin to relate to it through that movement of loving that you may be experiencing inside yourself. Maybe at times in your meditation, you just feel this warmth moving with inside of you that is radiating outward to all things. Or maybe you feel a presence, an energy, a movement, a loving that is coming to you and beginning to move in you and through you. There's a lot of ways that we can experience that movement of God in our lives. One way for me, it has been 
how simple my life has become and how focused my life has become. That day when I shared God first and God only, I truly meant that. And that is ever my goal, God first and God only. And that's one way if we can keep that in our focus that we can truly begin to experience the divine within. We can truly experience that movement of loving in our daily life and in our living heart. So let go of all those elements of this creation and the lower realms. Let go of it. Don't seek it out. They're not important. If anything, those are the things that have trapped the soul here so many times before. So many times before, many of us have gotten caught up in having power, having authority, having position, and getting recognition for that from others in the world. Give that up. Let go of that. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. It only matters what you think of you. And if you don't like what you think of yourself, don't look in the world to have it change. Because the world is just going to reflect back to you what you are living inside yourself. If you're living judgment and fear, anger and frustration, and you look out to the world for something different of yourself, well, guess what? The world is the mirror. And it's just going to reflect back to you all those qualities to enhance your frustration and anger and sorrow and whatever it is. But if we can look above all of that, which is of the world, and not look to the reflection, but look to the true, we can begin to experience the true. And I'm not going to say the only way, but the only way I found for me that really truly works in doing that is by meditating, by going inside, by holding our awareness at the seat of the soul, where the loving resides. And in that way, we begin to free the soul from all of its entanglements into the physical creation and into this physical body consciousness. And it allows the soul to begin to lift itself out of this and to begin to waken once again into its own true nature. Wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep room, he says. And that's the goal of our meditation, is to wake up, to bring the soul awake from a deep, deep sleep that has been lost in for so long. It has been living the dream, but not living the truth. It has been living in the reflection, but not living in the truth. And it is time now for the soul to wake up, Wake up and know that it is a child of God, that it is pure, living, loving essence, and that its true home is in God and not in this world. And to get free of this, even while you're in the body, to get free of it, so that you don't live in bondage anymore. That's the name of the game here. We have been in bondage. 
and the Lord of this realm has kept us in bondage. And he set a lot of traps out there for us. And we've just about taken every one of them and got ourselves stuck in them. Some of them are hooks. Some of them are snares. Some of them are belief systems. Whatever it is, I would dare say most of us, if not all of us, have gotten caught in several, many, all of them. But now it's time to free ourselves. Now it's time to liberate our soul from all the entrapments of this creation. So pay attention. Are you staying awake in your life? Are you staying awake in your meditation? Are you staying awake even in your dream state? That means staying present in the loving and allow the loving to live in you and through you and you to live into it and through it back into God and letting go of all those things that are not of the loving. And believe me, all these things that are of the realm of illusion are not of the loving. They are a reflection of the loving, but they are not the loving. Even the Lord of this realm, of all these realms of the physical creation, are not loving. They are a reflection of the loving. So we want to hold our attention on the place where loving resides in this creation, which is at the seat of the soul, where our soul dwells, where that living, loving essence dwells, and begin to live the loving first and only. God first and God only. Loving first and loving only. Soul first and soul only. That is the name of this game. If we can begin to approach life in that way, we will truly know change. And through that change, we will know liberation. Soul liberation, even while we're in the body, we will know our soul is liberated and that we are not caught up in this physical creation anymore. We are not trapped here. Now, there are people on the path of light and sound, whether it be in ILM or Sant Ma or whatever group it is in the world, who have been initiated, who have done just what I've said, come awake in their meditations, liberated their souls, and felt that they had fulfilled it, they had done it only to turn around once again and get caught back up in the world, losing sight that in order to maintain that liberation, they need to continue their meditation. Continue looking inward and upward to God first and God only. 
continue to stay awake and not go back to sleep, as Rumi says. And there are those that have taken initiation and that truly have liberated their souls through the practice of meditation and living the loving, who have let go of that action of meditation and gotten trapped and caught up in the world once again and gone back to sleep. And now they're believing the illusion that they're a liberated soul, but they're not. Don't be one of those. Realize this journey continues on. Until you take your last breath and you get out of this body and you get this soul up out of this physical universe throughout all these realms of the lower and into the realm of soul and spirit and wake up there and stay awake there, you are not a liberated soul. Not truly. You are a liberating soul until that day. And that's why you continue meditating. Because you are a soul ever liberating yourself today, 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 this moment, this moment, this moment, this breath, this breath, this breath. You're liberating the soul right now by your meditation, by how you're handling your thoughts and your feelings about what you're doing in your actions and not reactions. And that's what this pathway is about. And what is the most important thing to you? I would hope it's your soul and its liberation. I would hope that it's God first. But if it is the world, that's fine. Go and do the world, but take God with you into it. Through your meditation, you can bring God into everything in your life. You can bring God into it and have it transformed for you. So no longer are you attached or caught up or trapped in it. But you are just participating. Ever knowing that you can go right back up on that branch to the trunk, as Brian was talking about. Once you're on this straight and narrow path and you truly are awake, you can choose to go out on the branches and jump and play on the ends and have fun and experience in the world. And when you get tired of it, you know right where to go back to the center. You're not lost anymore. You're not out on the limb caught there wondering, how did I get here and how do I get back and where is back anyway? And I can even venture to say that there'll be a day when you'll be walking on that straight and narrow path of the trunk of the tree and you'll see a limb and be sort of caught to look at it and go, hmm, should I go on out there? And you won't do it because you'll just so enjoy living in the simplicity that is the straight and narrow path of loving that you won't need to go back out into the world and get caught up in it again and have that experience. But if you do, that's fine. Take God with you. Continue to meditate, even, even out to the ends of the limb, 
where maybe it's so dry and boring and nothing's happening even in your meditation. But do it anyway because the meditation will eventually, if not immediately, bring you back to center. And it's a lot easier doing it through that process than trying to find your way back in the world once again. So pay attention. The journey doesn't end the moment you think you are a liberated soul. Oh yeah, I've walked through the astral, I've walked through the causal, I know it, I've been through the mental, and I've made it through the etheric, and I've seen my own soul, and I've merged into it, and I've had the spiritual marriage, and together in that oneness I have merged into God, and I know God fully. And that is wonderful. But the journey doesn't end there. The journey doesn't end until you take that last breath and the soul fulfills that journey one more time, never to leave God ever again, merged in that loving, merged in that oneness. That is what this pathway is about. It's a lifelong plus one adventure. And some days it's exciting and some days it's pretty dry and blah. But every day that loving is present in you, that that is God in you. And every day that experience of the loving is available to you in your meditation that you then can bring into your daily experience if you will do it. Until finally one day, all you have to do is kind of look up a minute and then, oh my God, there it is. It's just right there. The loving is there. God's presence is there. The knowing that you are on this pathway home to God is there. And isn't that what we want anyway? Isn't it what we are longing for is to really be loved? To be in the loving? This is the only loving there is. God loving the soul and the soul loving God. There is no thing in the world that is true love. That is all an illusion. A great fantasy that sets up our desires to ever search into the world outside for something that truly resides inside. Stop chasing in the realm of shadows those illusions, those desires, those needs and wants and find the fulfillment inside. I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. Keep telling yourself that. Keep chanting that over and over and over until you are living it in full awareness because you are one in the Father right now. You've never left. You've never been separated. But you have gone asleep and forgotten the truth and have believed the great dream. Let go of the dream. Let go of the illusion and wake up and know I and the Father are one.
Okay. Well, thank you all very much. And I guess we'll see you all next Sunday, if not Saturday in Dallas. I hear it's going to be really nice and warm up in Dallas. (laughs) Just to try to tempt you up. (laughs) Okay, thank you.